just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, Powerball Envy. I had it. Did you? Watching a Californian win the recent $2 billion jackpot? Woof. Gambling in all forms is illegal in Utah, but that doesn't mean Salt Lakers can't win. My friend Samora Magadla is a local flight attendant, and he's won the lottery twice. Stick around to hear his tips for playing responsibly. Today's Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Okay, Samora, tell me about the first time you won the lottery. Please paint me a picture. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it starts on December 26th of 2021. I was working a trip from Salt Lake to Raleigh-Durham, and it was supposed to be an easy trip. Long story short, COVID and weather had other plans, and I ended up getting Mm. rerouted to Cincinnati, Ohio, And being the girl that I am, like, I love to eat and I stay eating. (laughs) Um, I went to a small little gas station just outside of the Cincinnati airport. It's in a city called Hebron, Kentucky. And I went to go get food. And the gas station attendant was like, I'm not ready. So if you want to grab a lottery ticket, it's up to like $740 And it's $2 cash or you can use your card at the machine. I said, I have cash for the food and the ticket. And I feel like he was just saying that to kill time so he could get food out onto the, under the heat lamp breakfast. (laughs) um, I come back home. I didn't win the first draw. The second draw, which was the first of this year. So it was January 1st, 2022. I checked my numbers, 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I sent my dad a text saying I had won some money. So I'm going to obviously have to go back and claim it because you have to go back to the state that you purchased it to claim the money. And then oh, I posted yeah. it on Reddit because I'm, I just love to go into the deep dark web. And that's when I got hundreds of notifications saying that I was a third place finisher and I had won the lottery. And <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you didn't check, you weren't, you didn't know you'd won? I like, didn't. Why did Reddit tell you you won the lottery? I, this is crazy. It was a crazy thing. And you know, I'm a firm believer, check it once, check it twice, check it three times, because honestly would have just thrown the ticket away. I'm from Utah. We don't <laughs> have a lottery. And <laughs> right. I didn't think much of it. I was like, honestly, this is probably just $10 return. Um, but it wasn't until I posted it. It was just an impulse. Like... I was bored. I decided, ah, you know, we've been stuck inside for two years. I'm just going to go on to these subreddit pages. And that's when they had told me, you were a third place finisher. You were one number away. And then I went to the Kentucky Lottery um, website. And then that's 
when I knew I had actually won for real, for real, because they had made a post about somebody being so close to winning the jackpot in their state and in that little city of Hebron, Kentucky. And it was me. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you find out exactly how much you won? I had gone into the Kentucky lottery and I was like, oh, they have a winner. But it didn't really sink in until I scanned it. So I had done little things here and there, but it was just such a surreal experience that it wasn't until I scanned it and I had actually gotten a video of myself scanning it that it actually sunk in that, oh, okay, this is real. (laughs) And can you tell us how much money you won? It was $50,000 and it was on a $2 (laughs) ticket. (laughs) I think one of the things about this story that is so crazy to me is that I'm just like, in this pandemic... If you were to be like, make a list of all the people that should win the lottery, it would be like nurses and then you, flight attendants. Yes. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times so many people that I have shared this story with have said the same thing. I mean, Hmm. before I even won the lottery, I was standing in that side of the room where I was like, I hope it goes to somebody who is most deserving, especially with this most recent $2.8 billion mega jackpot that was won on election day. I always think, I hope it's going to somebody who's deserving. And, you know, I I can think of so many people in front of me who Mm -hmm. deserve it. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm also just thinking about the impossibility of like returning to Kentucky. (laughs) Like unless you were, you're a flight attendant. So you're like, all right, let me just get, let me just find a plane to Kentucky. But I think there's probably some people out there that would have been like, Ugh, it's not worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. It a, a lot of people don't actually even know how to play the games. And after I had won, it was extremely fascinating to kind of hear from lottery officials how many people just, you know, throw their ticket aside or think, <sighs> well, I, who knows? This is just too much of a trek to go and claim a ticket that mm. is potentially worth a lot more than they think it is. I've had scratchers where just recently where I thought, oh, this is like $10. I go back, scan it, and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually like $30. And it's that subconscious, like this is a trek to get out and go reclaim it. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, if you're going to spend money and invest in getting those tickets, check them once, check them twice, check them three times and trek back to where you purchased it and get the money that you, you just won. <laughs> right? Okay, I have to ask you, Like, did you, what did you, I don't want to say, what did you do with the money? Because part of me is like, oh, it's none of your business. But I'm also like, I feel like when people win, they have like one thing, whether it's small, it's like new shoes or like whatever, a Tesla. Like what, did you have a thing? Yeah. So I know a lot of people may not be aware is anything under a million, the state and federal taxes are immediately taken out. Anything more than a million, you're having to go and check in with a tax attorney, get a financial planner. So I had ended up walking Hmm. away with $35,500, which, I mean, it's cheddar. It's not big cheddar, like $2.8 billion. I mean, (laughs) that's right, that's right, that's right. I decided to put a down payment in my house. I wanted to reinvest this money that I... this little chunk of change that I had gotten back into a home. And so I used that money as a down payment. And I felt like that was the best investment for me. I'm 
ready to kind of have my own place. And I thought this little windfall was the perfect reason to do that and get a house. This is like such a rare Utah housing market success story. (laughs) (laughs) And I love listening to your story about the housing market. And it's funny because I think you had done a podcast on the housing market. And I was like, yeah, anything I can get to secure a place and, you know, call my own, I'm going to do Mm -hmm. because Hmm. it's been a roller coaster. And I know you've talked about that. Utah housing market has been such a roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think when it comes to like winning the lottery, there's this general sense that people who win will find trouble. Right. And I wonder if like you won just enough money not to. I don't want to imply that like if you won $2 billion, you would find trouble. (laughs) But I'll be honest, I would. I would find trouble. (laughs) That's so, so true. When you have such a windfall and, you know, whomever the person who was lucky enough to claim the $2.8 billion, I hope that they they take the time not only to claim the money. So one thing I want to mention is you have 180 days in most states to claim your winnings hmm. and the lottery. This is on draw games and this is on scratch games. So okay. it is advised that you take most of that time to get your ducks in a row and figure out how you're going to invest this new windfall. And, you know... Part of that includes security. Part of that includes, you know, smart investments. You have a huge responsibility. And I think when I had won, I knew at that very moment in time, I was like, I could go through $50,000 in a week. Literally, Mm -hmm. like, spend that in a week. And um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to put it in something that wouldn't tempt me to go buy more tickets because it's like, well, I was lucky once. Let's see if lightning will strike in the same place twice. (laughs) I was like, let me just put this away and let me do something that will be sustainable down the line for me and in my family, you know, so yeah. Well, let me ask, like you're a little bit out from this big win now. Do you keep playing? Do you still play? Uh, <laughs> I So this last one I did play, I do a lot of lottery pools where I will gather friends who are interested in playing and want to enter a dreamscape of, well, it could happen to us. Hmm. I don't play when it is, my whole rule of thumb is if it's under 750 million, mm-hmm. I'm not going to play. I'm going to wait for the jackpot <laughs> to get a little cute again. And then I'll, I'll 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 start investing a couple dollars here and there. And then once it gets to a billion. Mm-hmm. So I've always said, you know, I'll wait. And it's it's a it's a conscious control for me. So I'm not like mm-hmm. blowing through, you know, the little money I still have. <laughs> The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. 
there is something for the whole family and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Okay, but I happen to know you won again. Yes. Recently. I did. I You did. won the lottery again, uh-huh. Samora. Yes, I did. You, we need a statue of you in downtown Salt Lake that people can like kiss or hug or take pictures with like when they're having a bad day. Like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. I won in Phoenix on the same game, the Powerball. I won $500 on a $2 ticket. <laughs> Again, it wasn't that much, but I will count my blessings and take whatever little bit I can in this economy. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. And I tell people because there's this misconception, well, if you've won the lottery once, you can't win it again. And I'm like, "Mm, that's not necessarily true, but yeah, you know, the, the odds remain the same across the board. Uh, Powerball, it's one Mm -hmm. in 292 million and mega millions is a little harder. It's one in 392.3 million. So yeah, you know, you play and you might get struck with the lightning of luck. Twice. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) What, how, like, what are some of the misconceptions about the lottery that you've learned in this process? Okay, so one of the biggest misconceptions is, well, the winners are always out of California, New York, Hmm. Florida. And yes, they do have a big, right. They do have a lot of winners. And I think some people say, well, it's rigged in those states' favor. Hmm. And that's not necessarily true. Um, If you want to put on the tinfoil hat, and you want to believe that, you can totally go there. My favorite headpiece. (laughs) But those are just states with the highest population. And more people are playing, more accessibility to those games. And Mm. so that is, yeah, that's a huge misconception. Another uh, big misconception, again, comes, well, you can only win the lottery once. Not necessarily true. When I had one in Kentucky, you go into a room and 
you are sitting with other big winners as they're processing your payment. And it was crazy to see some people had been like repeat winners three times over. And they had played this scratch game or they played this draw game and they were walking away with, you know, six figures. And they're like, well, we just play this. We play this on the daily because it's, it's our form of entertainment. Another misconception is it's only older people that are playing. Actually, Mm. not true. Back at a time when our parents or grandparents or didn't have social media or access to (laughs) some of the things we had today. Yeah, there was definitely a lot more of an older generation playing these games. But with the rise of TikTok, with the rise of these social media platforms, it's crazy to see the different kinds of people who are playing and how they're playing these games. Um, There's like this group on TikTok who get together once a week and they do ASMR with scratchers and they're some big winners <laughs> <laughs> who have walked oh away um, scratching these tickets on TikTok. It's crazy. Um, Wait, so scratching a lottery ticket ASMR is like, is it like this? It's like, yes. <laughs> and they have these little vacuums that they purchased off of Amazon <laughs> and they are literally like, you know, scraping the dust away and they're like oh my I'm manifesting a win and I'm like I love these people (laughs) (laughs) these are my people honestly so (laughs) joyful it's interesting because like I think I have heard some haters, lottery haters call, I mean, including the Utah legislature, because all forms of gambling here are legal. (laughs) But I have heard some people call it the fool's tax. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out why there's a weird shame around it. Like, is it because for me, I mean, growing up, I grew up in Florida. It is a middle class cultural artifact. Like my mom would put them in our Christmas stockings. If she had a dinner party, sometimes she'd be like, lift up your plate and you'd have a scratch off under your plate. Like they were always just like a fun kind of little gifty, silly thing you could give someone. And yeah, we always enjoyed them. But I know there are some people that really see it as they perceive it to be a scam. Yeah. And I can see that, especially given the insane odds of winning. I can't speak to everybody's experience. I guess my response is you can't win if you don't play. And I have coworkers, I have neighbors, I have friends who are like, well, yeah, like for such a long time, I didn't know somebody who had won the lottery. So I wasn't even aware if it was real or not that people do win. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm I'm a winner. Um, I have my check. Mm. I put it down on a house. I, I think there's definitely people who who are out there who just are like, well, I don't know anybody who's won. So why am I going to invest in something that I, I don't see any gainful returns. Lotteries have been mm-hmm. working really hard, especially in the past like four years. I think at the start of COVID to gain a lot of prospective gamers um, trust in the games. Hmm. There's a lot more advertising. There's a lot of really cool raffles, prizes that might not be the jackpot, but uh, this way of like, hey, we're here. We're, we're here for the players. Um, Yes, there are odds that you have to beat, but again, you cannot, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So um, Mm -hmm. that's my response to that. Well, I just have to say thank you so much for sharing 
this joyful story with us. I do think that we are going to get a call from like Speaker of the House Brad Wilson because I think Utahns <laughs> are going to hear you and be like, damn it, give us the lottery. We're tired of driving to Idaho and Wyoming. Oh, I God. saw people have called it Powerball Envy, like when it's a big jackpot that, you know, the states that don't have lottery like Utah residents are like kind of pissed that they can't yeah. get in the game. It's crazy. I was reading something that a representative from the Idaho lottery had said, like, mm. Utahns make up a huge percentage of their sales. And mm-hmm. I totally agree. We need to get the games here. They're fun. And if you play responsibly, it, it, it's just, it, it's a huge income generator, right, for the state um, mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. projects that we would want to fund. So... Well, Samora, thank you so much. And I guess the only thing I have to say is congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, It's been a pleasure. All right, get this. The CityCast Lotto Orbit keeps growing. Producer Ivana Martinez, apparently in 1991, her grandfather won the lottery in Mexico. He started a custom English suit business with the money, which lives on today, and it's how he bought his house. So there you go. Ask any Salt Lake fundraiser and they will tell you all the ways they've hosted raffles through the workaround of calling it an opportunity drawing. It's so common that in 2020, Senator Dan McKay introduced a bill to legalize charitable raffles in Utah so that nonprofits can raise money the good old-fashioned way. Unfortunately, that bill died at the legislature, and it hasn't been successfully resuscitated. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. I hope you keep feeling lucky. It's the only hope for wealth accumulation for people who don't already have it in the United States of America. So, yeah, we're not just going to get 1% cost of living increases all the way to being millionaires. (laughs) All of that part. (laughs) Take that, Ryan Smith.